I'm I'm wondering if she's a is she accusing you of cheating? Uh, that is pretty much what just happened. Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. But you, but you looked after. You I didn't look on guessed. purpose, and you. I already, already guessed. guessed, and and Christian, I'm uh, I'm going to try and verbalize um. exactly what happened here. <laughs> she was holding the papers flat, and then holding them at a 45 degree angle, uh, at towards her her face. She curled the papers, revealing the word <laughs> blue stem on the top page um, to me. As I was looking not at the papers, I was looking at her. Yeah. I could just see it said blue stem. I did get LASIK done recently, so <laughs> I have uh, twenty ten vision. So really, yeah. So I've got like a hawk. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> see it all. But. All right, let's go. What do you got? I have a deciduous tree today. Okay, that is forty to sixty foot tall, less frequently to eighty foot. It has a fifty to seventy foot spread. And its wetland indicator status is facultative upland. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Um, you said it was a fact up. I'm going to guess uh, what is its fall color? Uh, usually undistinguished shades of yellow and brown. Does it produce a berry? It does not. Oh, all right. Well, that just blew my guess out of the water. Um, I'm, I don't know my trees very well, so I was just going to say sourwood. We did that in season one. I think so. We did but that it's just in on my one. mind. Uh, so I'm not going to say that since we already did it. <laughs> I, I was um, I was going to say hackberry. Okay, but that kind of. Considering, yeah, I wonder if it's not a, a berry. It's considered a droop, and she's playing oh. games with you. Right, again. You know what? Then I'm going to say <laughs> Celtic oxen. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Hackberry. Yeah, it's not. It's a chinkapin oak. Oh, yeah, that's not. Yeah. That's not hackberry. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. I know I narrowed it. I, I wanted to – going into it, I was going to ask leaf shape. Going to laugh – now, even if I oh, asked yeah. leaf shape, yeah, and... I probably wouldn't but have you guessed. would have had an idea of an oak. I I know. I know. And given given the width, it makes sense because I don't know if hackberry even gets that wide. But like everything was lining up until – anyway, welcome back to A Native <laughs> Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And I'm Christine. And today's plant is Quercus muhlenbergii, which is chinkapin oak, also called oh, it's, it's chinkapin oak spelled differently, and yellow chestnut oak, which is a forty to sixty foot tall, less frequently to eighty foot tall oak, with a fifty to seventy foot spread, with a wetland indicator status of facultative upland. I'm just realizing. Did I not? We I were never given. We were never given a native range. Mm. That's that's I, have, I would have gotten it had I, I known as, as, as I'm like Would it have helped? No. No, not <laughs> at all. So it is native from Vermont and Ontario as far west as Oklahoma and Texas, southeastern to New Mexico, south to southeastern Mexico. Would not have would not have guessed this oak. Uh it is a deciduous tree of the uh Figiaceae family, which is the beech family. 
It has alternate leaves, narrow, oblong, lanceolate, shiny green, four to seven inch long leaves with the coarse marginal teeth. It has light gray, platy, or scaly bark and smooth gray twigs changing to brown on the current year's leaf-bearing growth. Yeah, so as insignificant monoecious yellow-green flowers in separate male and female catkins, uh, they appear in April as leaves emerge. Fruits are small oval acorn um, that are about three-quarters of an inch long with scaly cups that extend to approximately half the acorn length. Uh, That fall color, like I guessed, is usually undistinguished shades of yellow and brown, and it's easily grown in average, medium, well-drained soils uh, in full sun. Although it does primarily grow, you'll find it in dry, rocky soils in the wild. It it seems to prefer a a moist, fertile loam uh, when used in cultivation, and it does have a relatively good drought tolerance. Uh, There are co-champion trees, um, 273.96-inch circumference and 90-foot tall, with a 109-foot crown spread in Fairfield, Ohio. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, they like really cinched up the tape on that one. So yeah. Not, nope, not <laughs> well, I guess With the co-champions, are tra- I'm sure yeah. they're trying yeah. to out-compete each other. Yeah. system. Um, and then there's a 287-inch circumference, 66-foot tall, with a 113-foot crown spread in Rockingham, Virginia. I'm, go- I, I'm just – Throwing a little of this out there. All right, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. I find it interesting that they measured the one in Ohio down to the hundredth of an inch, yet the one in Virginia <laughs> just came in at a flat two eighty seven. Hmm. It, it's possible Didn't it could maybe, be. Yeah, maybe someone needs to check their tape and sharpen their pencil. So let me ask you this, and and I should probably know this, but I don't. For a tree that size. Is it done growing? Do they have to keep going back and measuring that tree? I think they do. Yeah, yeah. they don't. Okay. They do it every okay like, ten years All or right. so. I was gonna say it's not. Well, it, it can't be technically done growing unless it's yeah. going through sinensis and, and it's just yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All not right, sure. Anyway, anyway, this tree is susceptible to oak wilt, chestnut blight, shoestring uh, root rot, oak leaf blister, cankers, leaf spot, and powdery mildew. Uh, insect pests include scale oak skeletonizer. Uh, leaf miner. That would be a good name for a band. Not leaf ooh. miner. Oak skeletonizer. Oh, ooh. Um, I like that. Ske- whoever performs, that's the name of the band for uh, if we had like a, a metal version of the Native the Plant na- Anthem. <laughs> that would be their, their oak band skeletonizer. name. skeletonizer. Um, galls, oak lace bugs, borers, caterpillars, and nut weevils. Uh, climax tree on dry soils. Moderately shade tolerant, but sometimes increasingly to- intolerant of shade with age. And uh, this oak browse is often eaten by deer and rabbits. Uh, rabbits will often girdle um, the small trees. Uh, beaver do like to feed on the bark and twigs, and porcupine consume the bark. Mice, squirrels, voles, and other small mammals, uh, black bears, and white-tailed deer all consume the acorn, so it is an important mast. Acorns are eaten also by the red-headed woodpecker, the red-bellied woodpecker, the northern bobwhite, and blue jay. Uh, Red-headed woodpecker is is a rare, isn't it? It's not endangered, but that's on the yeah, more rare out of the ones to find. Yeah. It's funny how many of these these trees and shrubs support the bobwhite quail, although mm-hmm. there's there's no bobwhite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quail. Um, it is also eaten by grouse, ring-necked pheasant, wild turkey, common crow, northern flicker, grackle, brown thrasher, tufted titmouse, lesser prairie chicken, chickadees. Nuthatches and waterfowl. 
So the well-developed crowns provide shelter and hiding cover for tree squirrels and other small mammals. Large oaks provide denning sites for a variety of mammals. Uh, it's a larval host of the gray hair streak. The acorns are edible after tannins are leached out, uh, edible to humans, that is, after the tannins are leached out uh, or boiled out. Uh, gather those nuts from September to October. Finely chopped acorns can be added to doughs and batters or can be ground and used as a marginal coffee substitute. Early pioneers used to use its wood to make thousands of miles of fences in the states of Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana, and it was widely used for cabinets, furniture, pallets, containers, and uh, oak wood was traditionally used also as uh, railroad ties and is commonly cut for firewood. So when you do oak flour, is there a specific oak that is used for that, or is it any acorn? I, I think there's a bunch that you can okay. use. I was wondering I if this is one. White oaks tend to be a popular one for that okay. because they have fewer tannins than the, the red oaks. Do. All right. So, gotcha. All right. You ready for a lightning round? I am. I'm feeling less and less com- – after starting off strong with guessing the plant for yesterday, I'm just going downhill. First up, true or false, when collecting to eat, you should gather all acorns regardless of color. True or false, after the leaching process, when cooking the acorns, the acorn meat can be frozen. True or false, the leaves resemble those of the chestnut. And then true or false, chinkapin and chestnut, or Quercus prinus oaks, can be distinguished by their leaf shape. That kind of... Was that four? That was only four. Oh, yeah. one more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confusing myself. A little bit slow uh, on yeah. the lightning rounds. Yes. The last one is, how many years does it take for this tree to typically bear its first crop of acorns? Five years? Oh, okay. Ten years? Yeah. Okay. 20 years or 30 years? Okay. I just want to – there are scribbles. I did it before <laughs> you gave answers. I don't want any uh, any uh, pushback on this. All right. There will always be pushback. I know there will be. All right. What do you got? First up is false. Um, you should only grab ripe or ripe tan or brown acorns. Do not grab the green ones. Next up was true. You can freeze the acorn meat after you leach it. This is why I got confused. I had two questions about leaves and back-to-back. The next one was true. The leaves somewhat resemble the leaves of chestnut, whose nut is sometimes called a chinkapin, hence the common name of the oak. All right. Then it was chinkapin. uh, It was false. The trees can be distinguished based on their bark, the chestnut oaks having a deeply furrowed bark versus the thin, flaky bark of chinkapin oaks. Tom, where yet? I have three of four. Oh, I'm I'm two of four. Okay, and then last up was it takes thirty years for a tree to typically bear a first crop. I, 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 I figured 20. I I guess twenty as well. I should have went with thirty. My my judgment, and whenever you have those number ones, it tends yeah. to be the shortest or the longest. Yeah. It's, Tends to not be in the middle, but I'm like, eh, I'm going to go with 20. I, didn't, yeah, I, I disobeyed my own rules. Too. But I still won, so you it doesn't matter. <laughs> Fran, ba- are you going to put this in your yard? I'll let me ask you before you ask me. Uh, you know what? I could. Like, I have woods in the back of my property. It would fit in well there. Mm-hmm. Actually, it wouldn't be. I have 
plenty of oaks already on my property, um, and I probably have the right conditions for it. I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. How about Christine? Yes, because mysteriously my neighbor's oak leaves end up in my yard, so hopefully my oak leaves would end up in their yard <laughs> and less for me to clean up. <laughs> You're not supposed to clean up your leaves. Eventually I do clean them up. I do – trust me, my lawn is covered in leaves right now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Tom, how about you? Um, I'm going to say – I'll say no mostly because I have two – Nice red oaks already there. Northern red oaks. State tree in New Jersey. Very proud to have them there. Um, grown by Pinelands Nursery. Grown by Pinelands Nursery. Given away as graduation presents. Are they, gradu- are they graduation yeah, they oaks? Are. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, yeah, they're so like 30-some-year-old graduation oaks. Wow. So, um, so, yeah, I just don't know where I'd put it. I, I could put it in fair. a hedgerow along my yard, but that's like – and I would – I would be putting it in just to put it in. I wouldn't be putting it in as like a an integral part. Gotcha. A focal point per se. Gotcha. So. It is a great tree with a wide range and has uh, feeds a ton of wildlife when you think of that mast, um, which is important. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Um, it's it's very important. So if, if you don't know this tree, look it up, get to know it, maybe plant it in your yard, and we will be back. I'm not going to give a recap. Since I didn't win anything today, I don't really care. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it tomorrow. <laughs> but we'll be back tomorrow with another, another native plant. And until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey, everyone. This is Fran. And Tom. And we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.